Welcome to the Minivate Gang Podcast, episode 384. I am Steve Borsch, and I'm on with Tim Elliott. I'm hunkered down here in Lakeville. And Phil Wilson. I love, I love you look so good when you hunker, Tim. That's yeah. right. I'm hunkered. <laughs> I'm in the basement. I got the uh, the the heater going. Oh, stop. it's nice and toasty. Oh, stop. No, oh, man. Yeah, well, the, we, I mean, are you guys ready for winter? I mean, no. I'm not of course ready for we are. Winter. Dude, no. it's November. I was ready for I know. winter at the end of October. So, hey, uh, you know, a 60 or 60, a 36 degree swing in like 48 hours. And uh, I'm just, that, that, that was the big thing. I'll you know, wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, come on. That's normal weather here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know what? This is probably going to go up too because. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Entrepreneur Magazine said we're the state with the highest rate of internet, of internet usage. Use. Does that uh, mean we watch more porn than anybody? <laughs> no, could be. No, it's just that it, you know. It's just I. I think personally, I think it's because of the uh, huge number of college-educated people here and yeah. Yeah. businesses, and uh, and we're just using the net all the time. Oh, it's and it's very much driven by the health industry too. So. Um. Wait, oh, I thought that? it was BuzzFeed. I thought their yeah, their digital operation here in town. I thought that was driving it. No. <laughs> yes, right. it's those insane Slack conversations that get out of hand. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. up all the bandwidth. Well, if you look at this list, though, um, many of them, uh, including number two, uh, you know, Vermont. Yes. they they are very uh, educated uh, places. Right. Yes, they are. You know, we're we're very educated here. So yeah. we're very educated here. Yes, yeah, Vermont. I thought that was cool, though. That was a good uh, yeah. and hat tip to Aunt yep. Tracy from the Blandon Foundation, who originally it, uh, put, uh, you know, did a blog post about this. It's interesting that Wisconsin is number three. So you got Minnesota and Wisconsin, and then Iowa's on the list. I think they're yeah. what? Iowa's number, number 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of, uh, we're up there. Yep. You know? right. Take that, you, you California yeah. and all you guys. Yeah. We'll show them. California's not even on this list. Oregon is. That's the the only uh, West Coast place. Well, that's because it's so nice out there in California. They're always outside. They're outside, yeah. So that's the, uh, yeah, right. They're using, they're using the LTE bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's still internet access. They didn't. They didn't uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know? so. Well, so it's yeah. shocking. Take me award winners here. No, the Techni Awards were you know came and gone. I completely missed the whole hype and ramp up for that. I apologize for that. So. Well, you know, that, you're in, just in a, that's in a whole other space for me. And I, I never. Yeah. Well, I was really pleased to see uh, one of the IoT Fuse um, sponsors on there, NimbleLink. Yeah. Won, won the Internet of Things mm. category for its uh, Skywire embedded modems. The, these things are really sweet because you just buy the modem and it's certified carrier ready. Uh, on day one, because the the chipset is is there. I mean, and so you you can you can instantly have your your uh, Internet of Things um, sensors and so forth uh, all set to go out of the box. And in the south of the river category, seventy five F. There you go. In Burnsville. Yep. They're, they're in. Absolutely. So, IoT HVAC technology. Yep. Interesting. And Sentara, the dro- drone company. Yeah. So what's nice about this list is that these companies, you know, they're not all mid mid level companies. You know, they're not all hundred million and above. Um, uh, and so it's nice to see the companies that are you know smaller in size get get some you know pretty dramatic uh, thumbs up from the the uh, tech yep. community. So the tech community. 
the high price uh, tech community. Yeah. So. Well, and then speaking of some IoT Fuse sponsors, Digi International. Oh, is that um, what this this segment is? The IoT. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, it's just all sort of happened. Yeah. Um, uh, Belden, who is a company that's been going after Digi, trying to acquire them, they just came out with an unsolicited offer of three hundred eighty million for for Digi, which is pretty good because it's about a hundred and forty million dollar premium over um, over their valuation. And what are directors that like? Yeah, nope, and that story, they was well, is, is, did they say it under this one or the one that the, that they offered no, like, last week? Both of them. Okay, both yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah, if you look at the press release. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, too the much. Digi board wants more money. More well, money. there's way too much out for four hundred million. Well, that's, and that's, Digi, yeah, Digi is actually the um, uh, the best positioned company for IoT right now, um, and and has the 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 you know the wherewithal, the financial wherewithal to go make it happen. And so I can see why why Belden would want to acquire them, but I could also see why the board is like, no, 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 we're not selling out now. Yeah, especially we're but, on a but roll. But this is for what what you'd call like enterprise IoT, right? It's not like a Indus- industrial Internet of yeah. Things, but but they have a ton of building blocks that even startups are using, um, and they're mm. and they're very well positioned. Um, so they really do cover the gamut because you really have to right now. Um, and and you and and you put this in here about particle, right? Yet another IoT fuse founder. Did, did, um, did these guys uh, pivot when I wasn't watching? Because they they used to have this uh, little chip, and now they're just doing all this cloud stuff. Yeah, well, they do a lot of that. They do a combination of it all. So. Yeah, Zach okay. Zach Supala, Remember, he took the company out to the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and yep. Um, yep. Um, and yep. really have turned it into a platform. Nearly have so yeah they've also they they've got what uh, there's a Raspberry Pi uh, piece now that they're working on and then also they I got that I heard from Zach that they've also picked up another ten point four million dollars in Series A funding yeah so, isn't that great that's well, that's, great. A, that's their cloud play which is it, it actually is an interesting idea so it's it's connected so you can control your Raspberry Pis from the cloud which uh, makes it uh, a much more interesting uh, platform for IoT more scalable. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thumbs up for them. I just wish Zach didn't have to go to so now get his we're, we're financial funding and go out to the Bay Area. Yeah. We're entering now the part of the show that we like to call the non-IoT fuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. That's so, right. That's believe right. Believe me, these people will get a call, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not a great gift to the max day from a technical experience. I, I, I know they ended up making about the same money they made for um, nonprofits last year, but not without a whole lot of aggravation. With the well, this is the well, second no, the time this has happened. Yeah, yeah. But at least they had a uh, you know a kind of provisional site, the, yeah. a bare bones site to go back to. But you know, you think I, I don't know if they're not necessarily uh, are they not load testing these things before they start? Are they not throwing enough servers at it? I'm not quite sure. I understand why this. Yeah, it's probably in this area. It's, it's the latter. It's the yeah. latter. And and you know, with uh, Minnesota being number one in internet access, so that's right. You know, yeah, they, there you go. They ought to be able to scale better, right? You would think so. Yes, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and maybe those Russians were hacking too. Who knows? Those yeah. bastards. I hate those guys. I know. You don't hear about the Russians anymore now the election's over. Oh, no. I think we'll hear a lot about the Russians now that the election's over. <laughs> Probably. 
All right. And for retail, I just had to put this one. You in. had to put it in, didn't you? Just because three, only three uh, stores are open on Thanksgiving at the Mall of America. Yes. What's really interesting Most, is one is Macy's, one is Sears, and one is the Crayola Experience. Yeah. yeah put yeah. the kids, put the kids in there, and then you go to Macy's and Sears. Right. So. Well, I could see Sears because they're 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 dying on the vine. They're closing yeah. the Eden Prairie store, and I think one other in the Twin yeah. Cities and. Uh, that's going to be a lonely mall, though, on Thanksgiving. Gonna, yeah, but you know? still, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they shouldn't be open on Thanksgiving anyway. I agree. I agree. Come well, on, let really? Let people stay home and be with their kids. Or, or yeah, be on the internet. Or be on the internet. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go to Best Buy on Thanksgiving, so. Are well, really? one of my one of my sisters yeah, got a uh, couple good deals there. One of my sisters is hosting Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, that, that's her holiday for our family, for the Borscht side. And um, she has a... Uh, no phone at the table rule. Ooh. And so everyone has to make, you know, no matter what happens, you can't. But you know what, phone Steve? What? She doesn't have a no iPad Pro at the table. There you go. Or computer. It's, or, Tim, it's a loophole. Thank you. It, it is. There you go. It's a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see her throwing mashed potatoes on it if I took it out. Right. You know, right. Want a little gravy on that iPad, Steve? Well, that's what you do. You you you, you camouflage it as a serving tray. So. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, because I for sure won't be uh, sending any email on it. Oh, 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 man. That was the segue, Tim, right there. That was a segue to our, our, our other top tech story. Oh, yeah. I, so, see, see, Steve and I were. Not often that, well, it's not often that we get a deep link into a, a Google forum either. Well, that's true. This was, so, this was based on, on, I think, Steve, Steve and I had a brief conversation when I got the upgrade on, on the iPhone for the Gmail app. So. Go on, Steve. Yeah, so so the, the Gmail app was updated, and they changed the interface. And the first first time I looked at it, I went, oh, this is kind of neat. This, this works pretty well. But there are some frustrations with it, one of which is um, it defaults to unread view all the time, which I don't prefer. Important and um, unread. Yes. And, not not um, just unread. It's um, important and yeah, unread. Yeah, so Phil, Phil sends me this email and goes, hey, what do you think of the Gmail app? I don't like this, and I don't like that. And I sent him back, and I said, well, I, you know, I, I think it's okay, but I – I don't particularly like blah, blah, blah. And then yesterday afternoon, I had some downtime and I thought, you know, I had sent myself an email through the new Gmail app just to double check everything and it didn't append a signature. I thought, wait a minute, what? And so normally what it does, because I, I manage about 14 email addresses through one Gmail account, including my Google Apps uh, emails. And so each one has its own signature. And so um, I went on to, you know, I went on to the Google and searched and looked and <laughs> the Google and uh, and it turns out that here's this uh, Google product form for the new uh, iOS Gmail app, and it no longer supports signatures per account. Right. And I, I mean, literally, my jaw, I opened my mouth like, oh, a what? And yeah. so I went on the uh, iTunes uh, app store. And the new the new version of the Gmail app has one and a half stars. Yeah. And and I couldn't find one good review. Everybody's panning this app. It's just it's just a well, you know, it's unusable. Well, I mean the, the upgrade the upgrade basically defaulted to your your inbox settings on your um screen view of Gmail. And while I love like uh, priority inbox, I like the priority inbox setup. You have your, you know, your your importance and unreads, your 
your start and then your everything else. So you get priority, which is great on my computer, but on the phone, it's unusable because it, you, know, you can't see the different categories all at once. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So that's yeah. that was the, my first thing that I didn't like about it. And then to find out that it's not using the the signatures that I have set up online, that really drives me crazy because even if you set up a signature on your on your um phone on the on the app itself, it's not HTML. So you basically have right. just a crappy little signature that's that's yep. that echoes the sent from my iPhone sort of signature, which is bullshit. So. Well and okay, so, so I, yeah. Well I was Go gonna ahead. say I, I have a solution for you, but I but I you know I have to put in the dig that um you know you, you have, have to do it on Android. Android. Yeah right you, you do it on Android and it works fine. But if you use the inbox app also by Google uh, you get around this because each uh, account is fully sandboxed. Well, it's so you funny have because, your yep. full control over your signatures and everything else. Yeah, right, right. Well, see that that's what I, uh, you know, this is not a tinfoil hat thing, but I thought, okay, so, so uh, Google's a trying to force people to use inbox. Right. Cause that's really where yep. they want to go. And B, yep. the other part that I thought was, um, you know, part of Google's Gmail algorithm is if you continually delete an email without reading it from a specific uh, source, um, they'll just in the future start throwing it into your spam folder. And it because of the way the old iOS Gmail app was set up, I would often go in and say, no, I don't want to read that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. I don't I, I don't want to get rid of them and have them go into spam. I just delete them without right. reading them. And so then Google would think, okay, they're, you know, he doesn't yeah. want these anymore. And they want, throw yeah. them in the spam folder. So then I go in the spam folder and I have to send them back to the inbox and so on. So I think this thing was really mucking around with their algorithm. And I, and I think that's part of the reason why they did what they did when they came out with the new app, uh, the upgrade, but it just, it just blows. Yep. So anyway, too bad. Yeah, too bad, so sad. Yeah, and then so at sad. the same time, we've discovered that iPhones are secretly sending call history back to Apple. Yeah, this is kind of very disconcerting. Worrying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for those of us who uh, uh, basically don't use iCloud uh, and turn it off. You don't use iCloud? No. No. I Really? No, I'm paying them for storage, and I don't use it. Um Wow. And the reason is that you're worried about what they do with your data? Well, even if my data is encrypted, they claim that they don't have access to it because they don't have the key. And I don't trust that. So so, so you manually back up all your photos and everything so you don't lose them? Yep. Huh. Well, I, actually, I, no, my, I actually, I, I actually, that's not true. like a lot of trouble. No, I, my, use Google, I use Google Photos myself. Well, I use Flickr. Oh, so I've got a okay. Flickr Pro account, so I, I, use, I back them up to Flickr. Gotcha. So, but the problem right. with the problem with Google Photos though is you have to open the app to get it to sync. So yeah, and and I have yeah, and I just have when my not iMac, on Android though it's automatic. Well, my yeah, iMac, yeah, yeah, yeah. My that's, iMac, uh, that's what they keep saying. <laughs> my iMac is on during the day, and I just leave iTunes running in the background, and then and it just uh, syncs over Wi-Fi. Um, so my stuff's ah, backed up all okay. the time anyway. So all right, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's not a big deal. Well, so, you, so. your find your iPhone doesn't work either, right? No, you can turn that on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's that's yep. separately? Oh, right, okay. right. That's so that fine. works. You can do All it. All right. Yep. So. Yep. So. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Uh, well, I think you put this oh, in your filter. 
I think Phil put, I think Phil put this in because he wants you and I, Tim, to no. pitch in and buy. No, it. no, I, I put it in. I put it in. I was going to talk to Phil after the show. It's something just about going in on this. Yes, Steve. I think we get it for Steve. Yeah. Apple releases yeah, yeah, three hundred dollar book containing four hundred and fifty photos of Apple products. It's a coffee table book. Yes. <sighs> yeah, but you got it. What they don't say is it actually is the new Mac Pro. So you basically take the book and you plug it into your screen. Right, right. It just looks like a book. Right. Yeah, but you figure with all the Apple fanboys and fangirls out there that they're they're going to sell some of these. Oh, definitely. They will. But From a design they, standpoint, too, I think they will. You know, I was disappointed that there's no iBook version of it for, you know, 20 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I think this would be a, a cool thing to look through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with something gonna... like this, you have to think that Johnny Ive is going to retire. This is like the summation of his career. Well, how long has Johnny Ive been with Apple? Since the early oh, 90s. Since the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a long time. Okay. I think yeah. he's he's due. Yeah, it could be. He's made so a couple who, of books. Who, so who is the cre- who gets credit for the book? Is it Apple? Is it Johnny Ive? What is it? Is you- uh, I think it's the entire design team is the author. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. Led by Johnny Ive. Right. There you go. Hmm. Other big news: uh, Hulu has acquired the Video Genome Project, which I which I would imagine is very much like the Genome Project for the music Pan- that Pandora started years it's ago. Exactly, yeah, exactly what the I same idea, too. but, yep. for, but for video. Yeah. 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 Well, and this is really interesting because the um, um, I think AT and T on November twenty eighth they're going to make their big splash with their Direct TV Go or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, they're over the top streaming TV competitor. Yeah, yeah. And um, now they're holding back on some of the things that they're going to have in the big reveal. And I'm wondering if it's going to be more channels. Um, you know, NBC is missing because of the Comcast uh, connection. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what plays out here and well, what Hulu's they offer. in the middle, in the middle of a pivot. That's I mean, what they I, were. Yeah. They were, uh, b- basically a video catch up service. And they also mm-hmm. had interesting stuff like the criterion collection, which is now leaving Hulu to go to a different service, yep. um, which is more geared toward uh, film buffs, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but they are also readying this over-the-top live TV, uh, you know, internet cable thing that looks a lot like Sling or PlayStation View. Right, right. Well, as much as I love Apple to win this because um, of the Apple TV, um, I am just loving all the competition in this space because something's going yeah. to emerge. Somebody's going to emerge with a big winner here. I would hope that Apple would do something or Apple would do something like buy one of these guys like Sling or Hulu or somebody mm-hmm. and then completely integrate it into Apple TV. It's a little um, disappointing that Netflix is not integrated with the new TV app that's coming out. Right. Because if they did that and then they had one of these live guys, then that would be uh, a very interesting proposition. It really would. Well, you know, and I look at the fact that, uh, you know, Xfinity is doing some really great stuff. Uh, Comcast is with uh, the Xfinity app and being able to watch shows, but of course you gotta you can't pay them extra and, and not have commercials. You gotta have, watch the commercials. But mm-hmm. um, uh, our son has a whole group of friends over every Sunday night, and they play board games and and uh, and you know watch movies. They watched Rocky Horror Picture Show last Sunday night, and um, 
so Michelle and I are relegated to our bedroom upstairs and we watch, um, the, the other night we were watching CNN cause it's the only live channel that we can get on the Apple TV up there. And I'm not going to go back and for the few times that we're up there, I'm not going to go back and pay seven fifty a month for a tuner. And, and hey, I've got a pro, pro tip for you when you're done. Well, I am done. I, I well, just yeah, we got a brand new Apple TV up there, and so yeah. So here's the deal with Apple TV, and, and I only learned this recently because I, I have a a fourth generation on the main TV, and then I've got an old third generation one on a TV that's in the kitchen, uh-huh. and I like to watch CNN on the kitchen. And of course, the third generation only has the apps that Apple gave you, which includes right. CNN. And, and Sky, which is another one that's live. Uh, but through the uh, YouTube app, you get France 24, Deutsche Welle, uh, Sky, uh, and a bunch of um, like bootleg streams to CNN and Fox and really? elsewhere that you just have to search for. Huh. So, yeah. So, you can get live TV through your um, uh, YouTube app on third and fourth generation Apple TVs and any really any other device that has the YouTube app, which is like yep. every device on the planet. Do you pay for the uh, red service? Do no. you paying the subscription? Okay. Yeah, no, I just, and, and I don't get, I think when you start a stream up, so I watch France 24 a lot, and these are all live and all in English too. Um, and at the beginning of the stream, you get an ad, and then it's like a 15 or 30 second deal. And then after that, and I think most of them, you can actually use the controller to skip after 15 seconds or whatever the, whatever the deal is. And um, and then you just watch the stream. So when I'm cooking dinner, I'm watching France Volcat. Huh. There you go. Interesting. You're so, you're so continental. Live from Paris. Yeah. Oui. And then he looks at his wife and goes, well, my dear... <laughs> <laughs> what are we having tonight for <laughs> no she's like hey this american guy's got a weird english accent what's right. the deal what's like, the, well, guy's, the guy's been living in paris for the last 20 years yeah that's why that's why <laughs> he's got the expat a- accent yeah yeah oh man well listen before we uh, head over to cool things of the week there's uh i think this was an interesting uh kickstarter about uh this replacing your Fitbit with your eyeglasses. I thought this was kind of interesting. This could easily be a cool thing of the week. It could be. And it was almost my cool thing of the week this week. And the thing that I think is cool is not the Fitbit part. It's the the wireless uh, headphone part. Yes. That are built into the glasses. This is like a brilliant idea. Yeah, so it's basically using the the, the the bone conduction behind your ear, right, to yeah. to yep. hear. So that's a technology yeah. that's been around for a long time, but uh, not necessarily in the consumer market. So. Yeah, interesting. So for those of us that wear glasses most of the time, this yeah. is a, an interesting idea. It's $180 on Kickstarter. Yeah, what are you, are you going to do this, Tim? I don't know, maybe. Well, yeah, I, have I, to I wear, need to order some new glasses anyway, so you have $180 to order, for yep. But you're going to have to wear hipster horn rims. Yeah, you got to wear to be able to because the the little thin, teeny little glasses that I wear, I could never. You could never. This is what I wear anyway. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a hipster. I'm an older hipster. Whatever. I think I could get away with this, but it's just still. I don't know. I you know I'm not a big slave to Fitbit anyway, um, and I I don't necessarily use my headphones a lot, so I don't know. I would be interested in the technology, but I don't know if I'd necessarily yeah. be interested in yeah, anything else yeah. about it. Yeah. So, anyway, so I thought that was an interesting concept that you take it off the wrist and, and put it on something you wear every day anyway. 
Yep. So let's let's segue into cool thing of the week, and we'll stay with eyewear, and I'll start things off. How's that sound? Does that work all right? Go for it, buddy. So uh, I referenced them last week, but uh, I just thought I'd put them in the cool thing of the week this week. They are the Snap Spectacles from Snapchat. Uh, If you take a look at these bad boys, um, they are sunglasses. Uh, They're sort sort of an updated hipster version of goggles. Um, the excuse me, Google Glass, and I'm going to say, I always get all the Google names confused, but Google Glass, um, which did provide you the opportunity to take pictures and and stream video um, from your glasses. This does that basically. That's all it does. It's basically an extension of Snapchat, so you can take Snap videos and Snap uh, pics, and they can go directly into your Snapchat account. Um, and uh, you know the, what makes these different? Uh, they're just styled a little bit better than Google Glass, but they're also sunglasses, so they are they're sort of a deterrent for you to wear them inside in places where people may be uncomfortable. You they, you know you taking video and and pictures. So well, and they uh, have a video and, on and, there, and, and, and they have a light that shows up when you're yeah. when you're. Actually and how much are these things? Uh, 100, 179 or no, that's uh, I can't remember what they are. And they're only sold in, in vending machines where Snapchat decides to put them. So, yeah. oh, uh, so that means big it, cities. Yeah. They kicked it off in uh, Venice beach and uh, with the, with the dispenser there, I think they call it a bot. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they, they have a map have on a, here, but it doesn't appear to work. They have a video on their um, site with a young woman skateboarding in a uh, dry pool. And um, so, since I do that all the time, I got to get a pair of these. One twenty nine ninety nine plus tax. Oh, that's there not bad. Hmm. Huh. All yeah. right. <laughs> I thought they were Tim. Mm-hmm. So. Oh no, mm-hmm. you go. You go last, Tim, because yours is more interesting than mine. Oh, okay. Um, mine is, is. Uh, called Riot, and Riot is a is a uh, Matrix dot org client. Matrix dot org is this messaging platform. And this thing does group chat, voice over IP, video calling, file transfers. It bridges different networks so you can uh, connect up to different networks. And they're in beta right now is end-to-end encryption. Um, And it'll have uh, like signal app strength encryption, you know, that signal app. Um, But it'll be like an email system with federated servers. And the kicker is it's open source. So it'll be fully vetted from a security standpoint, but also it, you know you can just download the thing and throw it on your own server if you want. Um, so this is going to be an interesting thing to watch. It looked really cool. So is this like a Slack competitor? Sort well, of? it is, but it does a lot more than Slack, and then it doesn't do some of the things that Slack does. Um, and so, um, so maybe it's more like a Hangouts competitor then. No, it's more. It's I, I would say it's more like a like a Slack because you know they're, they're, they've added video capability and so forth. Uh, I would say it's more like that than. But you got to kind of dig into it and look at the Matrix.org platform, and so you could really get an idea what uh, messaging capability is there and built in, and yeah. and so yeah. Anyway, there it is. So no, Tim, I, what's yours, buddy? I don't know if this is necessarily any better than, or any different than Slack. Slack's got a lot of very robust features. You could call in Slack now. You can video. Well, you can you can run Slack on your own servers too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a federated 
idea. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So we've talked about the uh, the Nintendo um, NES Classic, which is the seventy dollar, very in demand holiday gift. The season just came out and sold out the first day it came out. Um, it's very it's very hard to find them, and if you do, they're on eBay and they're several hundred dollars. Um, so if you're in that situation and you have a person on your gift list, as many of us do, that love these old retro games. You can actually build your own using a Raspberry Pi Zero, which costs $5, although if you live near a micro center, you can get one for a dollar. Um, and then with a little hackery, you can uh, open up an original Nintendo NES game cartridge and mount the entire system in it. And then you've got, using ROMs, um, you've got your very own Nintendo Classic that you build. And you can even stick some uh, some other games on it that are missing on the um, the lineup of the official Nintendo Classic. Very cool. Very cool. So I intend to build one of these things f- for a holiday gift for someone that will remain nameless. It won't be either of you guys, though. Damn. Ah, sorry about that. All right. Uh, when do when do you want our uh, when do you want our Christmas list, Tim? Yeah, from, from yeah, uh, as soon as yeah. possible. As soon as Actually, possible. if you just could, if you just sort of aggregate, uh, you know, all of our uh, cool things. The links. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. There's okay. our list. Well, I'll, I'll go around and no, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that stupid little fob for my, yeah. <laughs> my lightning adapter, aren't I? <laughs> there you go. I'm going to get whatever the cheapest thing is. Whatever. That's it. That yeah, would be it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be it. They're half price now, aren't they? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we have four four coming events four that are new. new, and one of them is called One Million Cups, and it's uh, it's a national program. It's free. And 500,000 girls. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> don't go there. Um, but it, it's it, the whole thing about One Million Cups is it's uh, for educating, engaging, and connecting entrepreneurs, and it's based on the notion that entrepreneurs – figure out their solutions and network over a million cups of coffee. So that's where the name came wow. from. But I think that would be, that would be 2 million girls then. I'm sorry. I messed, yeah, I messed there you that go. up. I apologize. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so there are 300 volunteers leading 1 million cups adventures in uh, 35 states. Um, and so it's, it's pretty interesting and it's funded by the uh, Kaufman foundation, which is a pretty deep pocketed, organization so there's an upcoming and this happens every week um so i'll throw that in there and then ties the uh education conference is down at the hyatt um uh, december 10th through the 13th and um so if you're interested especially in educational technology that's the place to go does this mean that ties has got their shit together now and let's hope so working okay good yeah let's hope so okay uh then, then uh, io2 fuse monthly yeah, yeah. Brought to you by See Above Stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, in uh, on February fourth, this is a ways out, but DevFest yep. Minnesota twenty seventeen. It's a, always a great time. Google Developer Group event. Have you ever been to one? I've been to the last two of them. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think this is only the third one. So really? that works. Yeah. Wow. Hundred percent. It is very much worth it. Um, uh, this is a really great event. So do check it out. Nice. So, uh, so, you know, it's a short week next week, but you know, if something happens, uh, we'll probably talk about it the following week because it's Thanksgiving next week. That's right. That's right. right. 
So, and we will definitely talk about it on the Men of Eight Gang podcast. Take care. Don't eat too much turkey. I have all you good looking women. Vision up to me. 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 Vision up to me.